0: Good afternoon. This is uh, Pastor uh, Nelson from Tower View Baptist Church in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm coming to you today from my house and come to you today our, our daily devotional. If you want to get in contact with us and know who we are, you can always contact us at our website at TowerViewKC.com. You can see our Facebook page, which if you're watching this live, you know where it is, Tower View Baptist Church. On Facebook, you can uh, call us, 816-55, sorry, start again, 816-368-1330, and you can call or text that line. That's an internet phone number. You can text that line also, and somebody will get back to you. If you have prayer requests, if you have praises, you go to our website. We have a place there. If you're a church member and you want to volunteer to help others, we have a form that you can fill out there. Um, also, there's a place... Look through our website you can find a, a place if you need help. If that you're close to our church in the Clay Como, Maple Park, um, Gracemore area neighborhoods of, of our of Kansas City, what we call the Northland of Kansas City, up by the Worlds of Fun, um, you know, we'd like to help you if we can. We might put you in touch with some of our if you're a little farther away, with some of our neighboring churches that are also helping others. So you see, I'm a little bit today, I got I got headphones and microphone, trying something a little bit different, um, today, I don't have the little scroll going across the bottom, I'll apologize for that, so, but today I want to look at um, Psalm chapter 3, Psalm 3, and I'm, I'm reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible, it says Psalm 3, a Psalm of David when he fled from his son Absalom, and so, Part of today, I'm going to kind of look at the psalm a little bit and help you understand how the psalms are written. So, if you open your Bible and you see Psalm three, you might see a subtitle there in bold or, or in quotes or italics. And in my, in my translation, in my publisher, it says "Confidence in Troubled Times." That's added by the publisher. That is not scripture. That's added by the publisher by the translators, somebody else that was not put there by the biblical writers. Now that's most of our English Bibles, especially in America, there's a small print. It says, A Psalm of David, when he fled from his son Absalom. In the Jewish Bibles, that's actually verse 1, because that is Scripture. That little preamble to the Psalm, which some Psalms have and some don't, is is actually Scripture. That is there in the Hebrew. And so some of the Psalms will say that, and i will tell you a little bit about the background of the Psalm. In this one, it says, When he fled from Absalom. So if you know... The life of King David, when he was king, towards the end of his life, towards the ends of his reign, one of his sons rebelled against him, as his son Absalom. And you can go back in in Second uh, Samuel and in First Kings, you can read a, those accounts of that when that happened. Um, and as we look through this, I'm going to talk about the poetry and how the poetry works a little bit. And then we'll, 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 I'll be quick. This is a short psalm. That's why I picked this psalm. In verse 1, it says, Lord, how my foes increase. There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help in him. Salah. The psalm, so in Hebrew poetry, they didn't create poetry by rhyming like we do in English. Hebrew poetry, they did it mostly in in the wording they use. And in a lot of their Psalms and their poetry, not just in the Psalms, but in other places where there's poetry, is in couplets, two lines that go together. And so we see in verse 1, we see this couplet. The first part of the couplet says, Lord, how how my foes increased. The second line of the couplet is, there are many who attack me. So in this couplet, the two lines, he says the same thing twice in two different ways to illustrate how to illustrate his point. Sometimes the two lines in the couplet say opposite things. Sometimes they say things in very different ways to give you a big meaning. It says, Lord, how my foes increase there are many who attack me. And, and that's why you, you see this redundancy in the Psalms. It's not an accident. It's poetry. That's how the Hebrews did poetry. In the second verse, many say about me, there is no help from him, for him in God. So here are the two lines of the couplet. One illustrates the the second half; illustrates the set, the first half. They people are talking about him. What do they say? In the second part of the couplet, he tells tells you what they say. So that's how those two lines of the couplet. And most of the time in Psalms, each verse comprises the two couplets, as we'll see here in the later in this psalm that's not exactly true. They they put two couplets in one verse. Remember verse numbers were not original. Hebrew does, if you get a Hebrew scripture now there's verse numbers. But in the original Hebrew there was no verse numbers. Whenever you read in the New Testament and they quote the Old Testament many times they just say scripture. Or they may say the prophet Moses but Moses wrote five books so it could be any of those five. Sometimes they'll say from the book of Isaiah or the prophet Isaiah said Only one time in the New Testament do they refer to a chapter apparently the psalms were numbered in ancient times so when we read Psalm 3 it's actually it was numbered in ancient times because we read in Acts 13 Paul is is, is preaching and he refers to the second psalm Psalm 2 and that's the closest we ever get to a scripture a, de, a detailed scripture reference in the New Testament Every other time it just says Psalms, it just says Scripture, It just, maybe it says the name of a prophet. But it never gives you a chapter and a verse because they didn't exist in New Testament times. That was added in the Middle Ages. And so we see these first two verses. Then you have the word Salah. And if anybody says they know exactly what that means, they're a liar. Because we do not know exactly what that means. We have a lot of guesses, that it could possibly be, but we don't know what that word means. It's only here in Psalms. We, we don't know what that word means. It could be a musical term because the Psalms were sung. So it could be some musical reference, like pause or repeat. We, we don't know what it means. It there, could be something about how you play the music. Whether it's like, an, like we say amen when we, we agree with something. Maybe it has something to do with that. We don't know. It's in some of the Psalms, but it's not in all of them. And, and so, even from that reference, we can't really figure out what that means, since we really don't know what it means. When I read the Psalms, I just kind of ignore that word, because I don't know what it means. I don't know how it applies, and it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. We like we'd like to know, but we don't have an ancient Hebrew dictionary that tells us what that meant. Like I said, it's in some psalms. Actually, if you look just on my page I'm looking at here in my Bible. In Psalm one and two, you don't see that. And my microphone fell off. Um, we don't see in Psalm one and two. We don't see the word salah, but we see it in Psalm three and Psalm four, but not in Psalm five. So, it's in some psalm when we don't know what it means. It's, it's really frustrating, but that's just the way it is. God in his divine providence hasn't decided to leave us any archaeological evidence or any other things that says that what that word means. So, like I said, I, for, the, for the most part, for me personally, I just kind of ignore that word because I don't know what it means. I usually don't even read it. So David's being attacked. His, his, son, his, his enemies are his own family, his son Absalom, and other people in his, in, that, were, that worked for him in the government that have turned against him, that have rebelled against him. And so, have you ever had a friend become an enemy? A family member turn against you? That's what David's facing right here, right now. He had friends and family members, people he thought he was, who were his allies, who were on his side, now have turned against him. Verse 3, But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountains. So in verse 3, we see the two parts of the couplet. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. How is he a shield around me? My glory, and the one who lifts up my head. So two different ways to phrase something very differently. That God is a shield, but God is also his Glory. And the one who picks up his head. When we're downcast and low and depressed, God is the one that picks your chin up and says, Look up, child. You're okay. In verse 4, I cry out to the Lord. He cries out. And what's the result of him crying out? God answers him. So he cries out, but God answers. That's the two parts of the couplet. Crying out and God answering. And God answers from his holy mountain. And in Old Testament, when they say the holy mountain, they're referring to Mount Sinai, where the Ten Commandments were revealed when Israel left Egypt. When I say that, sometimes it also refers to the mountain where the temple is in Jerusalem. So I don't know which one he's specifically referring to, but one of those two places where God, they saw where God resided, where miracles happened where God, when God was there. Verse 5, I lie down and sleep. I wake up because the Lord sustains me. So once again, we see kind of an antithesis here. He lies down and sleeps. But then he wakes up. Why does he wake up? Because God is with him. It's always a miracle when you wake up from your sleep, from being unconscious. Verse 6. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. He goes back there. People are against him. One, Part one, there are thousands of people against him. Part two, he's surrounded. They're on every side. He can't escape them. So not only are there a lot against him, they're all around him. So that's the two parts of the couplet. Verse seven, rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike at all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Here, the way they, whoever created the verse numbers originally, they put two couplets in this verse. So the first couplet is "Rise up, Lord, save me, my God." That's the first couplet, and so he's asking Lord to save him. Now, when we always pray, we always ask, you know, please, thank you, asking nice questions. Here we see David; he doesn't do that when he prays. He just—it's it's like he's commanding God, "Rise up, God, save me, God." Okay, he's asking, he's pleading for God. God, you got to do this. Now, it says David is a man after God's own heart. Now, he's not doing it out of pride. He's not doing it out of that he thinks he has some power over God that he can tell God what to do. He just has such a relationship with God. He knows that he can ask God anything, even as if he doesn't ask in the nicest way. That's that's more of a 20th, 20th century, 21st century idea that we, you know, with the way we speak. But he's pleading to God God, rise up. God, save me. He's pleading. He says, Lord, He says, God. And that Lord is in all caps. That means Yahweh. That means in the the Hebrew behind it, it means Yahweh. And it says, save me, my God. Then he uses a different word for God. In the Hebrew, it's Elohim. So he uses two different words. Yahweh is sometimes translated, it's, it's the same word as Jehovah. Yahweh and Jehovah are the same word. It's just two different pronunciations. Two different transliterations of the ancient Hebrew. Why? Think about it. We really don't know how the Hebrews pronounced words. We have to guess. Um, then the second, the second couplet that's in verse seven: "You strike all my enemies on the cheek, you break the teeth of the wicked." So the first couplet, he's pleading to God: "Rise up, God, save me, God." Then he says, "God, this is what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to take care of my enemies. You're going to strike them on the cheek. You're going to slap them across the face." You're going to break their teeth of the wicked. So, God is going to be the one that's fighting. Not David. He didn't say, God, give me the strength to kill my enemy. He says, God, you take care of it. God, it's, it's up to you to take care of it. Please do. And then the last verse Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessings be on your people. So, last it Salvation belongs to God. And part of salvation is a blessing. May your blessing be on your people. And David's talking about himself, but he's talking about the people that are in his camp that are still on his side, and all who support him, even if they're not literally with him at that time. So here's a prayer of David. David who has been rejected by his own son. He's been rejected by longtime friends and allies that he has worked with for many years. And here is a plea. Here is a prayer that he has to God. And so I'm want going back and just rereading it and just reading it as a prayer for us. Because sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes it's just the whole idea of what's going on in the world. COVID is our enemy. It's attacking us. People are going to the hospital. People are dying. People are losing their jobs, at least temporarily, over this. People are losing their freedoms over this because of... Lockdowns, trying to keep it from spreading and so a sense covid is an enemy and we have but you may have other enemies and other things that are going on in your life that i don't know anything about you might be going through a divorce and so the one that you fell in love with and thought was going to be your lifelong partner is now seemingly your enemy it could be you have a child that has rejected you or has rejected god It could be a co-worker, a boss, some other thing that's happening in the world, that's happening in your life. It could be cancer. not trying to re-over-spiritualize things, but we see these things, and they are. They they, they are working to turn us against God. And so that's that's the goal, is not to turn against God, is to turn towards God in our agonies and in our pain. So let me reread this one more time. Lord, how my foes increase... There are many who attack me. Many say about me, there is no help for him in God. But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts up my head. I cry aloud to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not be afraid of thousands of people who have taken their stand against me on every side. Rise up, Lord. Save me, my God. You strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be on your people. Lord, we just thank you for the words that you, you've left written in the Bible for us. That we can read. That we can see the heart of King David. And know that he turns to you even in troubled times. He doesn't turn to his advisors. He doesn't turn to other family members, but he turns to you because he knows that you are the only eternal source. And so, Lord, I pray that we can turn to you. And those of us who have been Christians for many years, I pray that we don't stop turning to you. We learn how to turn to you even more often than we have in the past. And if there's anyone out here, Lord, who has never turned to you, I pray they turn to you for the first time because you are the mighty God. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching and listening today. Whether you're watching live, or if you're watching this as a recording, once again, I'm Pastor Nelson from an associate pastor at Tower View Baptist Church. I also happen to be an Army chaplain, Army Reserve chaplain. If you want to get in contact with us and see what's going on, if you go check out our website towerviewkc.com. And if you look, towerviewkc.com slash live, you can see other recordings like this from our Sunday services that we've been doing online, recording the sermon, recording the Sunday school lesson, recording music. You can see other uh, of these videos on on our Facebook page at Tower View Baptist Church. You can go to the videos. You can see sermons um, and and other de- other these daily devotional videos there. You can see other written devotionals and posts that... Uh, pastors have put out that are there you can call us 816-330 sorry start over 816-368-1330 and you can call or text that phone number thank you for watching thank you for listening I pray that God will give you strength for today go and go with God